episode 93, the week before Merry Christmas is here. Welcome to the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. E is sipping on his tea, but he is in a much, much, much better space than where he was just a few days ago. Ishan, speak to the people. Tell them you're doing all right. Tell them you are living and you are here for their wrestling needs and wants. Thank you for Musinex for giving me you this work week. Hey, you know what? Musinex isn't that bad when you, when you drink it. But like NyQuil, that's like drinking death. See, and I'm a NyQuil guy. It, it burns going all the way down. Out to PP too. Oh, all, see, from, no, I'm from, a NyQuil from guy. From the lips down to the tip, it burns. It's horrible. It burns? That sounds, that sounds like a oh, urinary yeah. tract infection. Yeah, I'm about to say, you may That's need to go to the problem. other doctor. I don't think you have a cold, buddy. Or STD, one or the other. Yeah, if it's burning through the pole, man. All the I, way down. I, I, I do a, I used to, thank goodness, not going to, I don't get sick often, but whenever I used to get sick, I used to do NyQuil. It would knock me out, but I never had no issues with burning or not tasting. I never had Mucinex. So it's not bad. Not bad. Rhodesia, when you are sick, what is your drug of choice? Probably a Zyrtec D. I find that that usually cures all of my issues. Even if it's not really sinuses, at some point or another, whatever sickness I got, it either turns into sinus infection that I need antibiotics for, which I'm kind of a stickler about not taking antibiotics, um, or other sinus pressure. So usually Zyrtec D. Zyrtec D knocks you right out. Mm -hmm. Hopefully everybody listening is in healthy and, and happy spirits just watching uh, Charles Barkley on NBA on TNT, and he's sick as a dog. So it is definitely going around. Hopefully, y'all get all that out your system so you can enjoy Christmas, you can enjoy New Year's, happy and healthy, and all that kind of good stuff. Shout out to everybody who checks out the pod. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. We talked about it on the last pod. This is going to be our last, like I guess, quote unquote, current events show. Before World's End, which it will be on New Year's Eve, uh, the two pods you guys are getting next week, they'll still be timely. So if something happens, we'll absolutely talk about it. But that's going to be our best of series, best of the entire year of 2023. We got a plethora of topics we'll be hitting. And like I said, I'll try to get those topics and uh, the nominees up on X. So follow us there. If you're not, that's FNW. And uh, maybe even do something on YouTube, too. So follow us there. If you are not, that's freaking wrestling. If you're not following us on the podcast platforms, do that also. Spotify. Uh, Stitcher's gone. We don't care about Stitcher, right? <laughs> but we got Google. Uh, Apple. What else we got? Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a family member. Check us out. Let's start. It wasn't much from um, Raw. But you guys know on the Wednesday pod, we'll always talk a little bit of Raw. Before we get to Raw, and I forgot to shout out my GOAT, my forever GOAT, Stone Cold Steve Austin. His birthday was Monday, along with Trish Stratus. So happy, of course, belated birthday to the two legends of this thing. For you two, what's, uh, if I was to tell you guys, like, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Trish Stratus, and you got to tell them, like, your number one memory of them. You guys have anything that comes out immediately when you think about either Austin or Trish Stratus? 
just no, I for Trisha to be. I remember when I first saw her debut, she was just a valet, and then ends up having probably one of the best women's career in pro wrestling that there is. So just how much I've seen her grow and learn her craft. Um, as far as Stone Cold, it probably would just be like you know. My husband's crazy about you. He was crazy about you. He shaved his head off, his all his hair off to be like you. I don't know. I don't really have like the connections with Stone Cold like you do. I love me some Trish. I think that was my first wrestling crush. You know, I was. You didn't have a crush day. on Miss Elizabeth back in the day, or Sensational yeah. Sherry? Mm-mm. Really? Yeah, I like both of them in their own different oh, ways. Oh, you know what? No, my my first wrestling crush was Medusa. Medusa Michelli. Okay. I don't know what it was, and this is when she was Medusa Michelli. This is because uh, I used to um, follow wrestlers through like the magazines. Mm-hmm. So I, I follow her through the magazines and whatnot before I actually saw her in WCW. But I think that, so uh, Medusa was my first and Trish was my second, man. Woo! Trish, what a woman. And Stone Cold, I mean, I follow Stone Cold his entire career. So I would say Stone Cold Steve Austin and probably Raven are two wrestlers. I followed them through gimmick, through promotion to promotion. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a huge Steve Austin fan. I love that the ultimate version of him was in the being Stone Cold, but yeah, big fan of both those. Yeah, I think my favorite memory of Trish was I always talked about like Trish, she was like the modern day female rock. When she was coming up, rock was also like the hot baby face and they just reminded me so much of each other. Um I don't really have like a one set memory of her because she's she just did so much like even like Austin, and it's funny I was thinking like a lot of people would say what and that is nowhere near on my list at all. You know like we have the Zamboni driving to the ring, we have him beating Sean at Mania, like we have the broken neck with Owen, that whole storyline, him stunnering Vince and Mass Square Garden the first time Vince had really been touched on WWE TV. Like there's just so many like iconic moments for. Uh, Austin and really for for Trish and I still even when they showed the video package saying uh, happy birthday to Trish on Monday still wasn't much crowd response and I know she was a heel when she left but it was kind of just I just I just wonder what the like non-connection is to a lot of these newer WWE fans that just don't look at her like they do Alita anytime Lita comes back she gets the huge pomp and circumstance and you kind of don't get that with Trish, which is kind of interesting. So I don't know. Uh, so Monday Night Raw. I don't know what was more impressive. It was a few things impressive. I don't know if it was Miz and Gunther killing it again. I don't know if it was the Creed brothers not being ready like for main roster, but getting thrown in the deep end. And it's like, hey, Y'all going to sink and swim or swim. And they have been swimming every single week out there. It feels like. Or we actually got a holiday themed show from WWE that wasn't trash. <laughs> I don't know what I was more impressed with. The show wasn't like a best show like ever or anything like that. But typically you guys know how that week before holiday goes. It is like throw away, throw away, throw away. And it was a couple of segments that you're like, all right, whatever. But overall, that was a really fun holiday show. What'd you guys think? I don't know what's more impressive than the Shinsuke Nightmare Before Christmas video package, which was incredible. Sure was. 
Or sure was. Or R Truth actually be a part of the Judgment Day? R Trizzle, protect that man from all costs. Every single week, we should have like an R Truth segment. He's going to do something every week that we probably could deep dive and talk about. He's hilarious. You know, R Truth character is like right up Vince's wheelhouse. He knows how to use like somebody like Truth, right? But I feel like Triple H is even using R Truth better than Vince because <laughs> that that was a great usage of him, wasn't it? I made a joke, and uh, hopefully it is just a joke. So, talking about Vince. Samantha Irvin is you know, doing her usual fantastic job of interests, and then she gets to the women's tag team title match. And we typically know how she says Chelsea Green. And she didn't hit it this time. And I was like, oh, shit, Vince is back. And Vince is like, no, nah, we cutting that out. And then she goes on. I think she hits the Miz, right? Or somebody that she typically puts like a little extra info on. I was like, okay, maybe it's all good. I go on X after Raw, and she liked two tweets from people saying like, damn, they must have made her stop saying Chelsea Green's name the way she did. So for her to like it, I was like, ooh, maybe there's something to it. I wonder like what that was about. Uh, hopefully it's not Vince. Cause, but, you know, we run with anything that's bad. We say it's Vince's <laughs> fault. So hopefully that's not the case. But, yeah, I, I really did like the show overall. I, I thought it was a really good show. Uh, even to your point, Radija, about the Shinsuke like, package, that was done, like, really well for it to be holiday time. And it wasn't cheesy. Uh, and he was, like, going hard, too, talking about Dusty. And yeah. <laughs> that was and a lot. And inbred. Yeah. I'm like, that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. I still don't care about seeing uh, that match anymore <laughs> than it was. But... Well, at least this video, yeah, the video package lived up to my expectations, plus more. It did. It did. Uh, round of applause for our new tag team champs. Really our only real tag team, <laughs> women's tag team in the WWE. No, we got another one. We got another tag team. Um, Isla Dawn and um, Fire. Do we? <laughs> we ain't seen them on TV in like a month. We saw some video plus. packages, what, like a month ago or so, right? They were coming back, stopped. and then... Yeah. Mm. Yep. But, yeah, uh, but Caden Carter and Katana Chance, I think it's the right call. You got to shout out... Uh, I don't want to just say Chelsea, but Chelsea made sure it was no more curse of the tag team women's title. Every yeah. single week, she did awesome out there with those belts. I think... They did enough together where, okay, you guys don't need the belts anymore. We can move on and actually try to build mm -hmm. some stories around the, the women's tag team division with a real tag team. And that's the right call for them. I, we, we've talked about it numerous times. Like, what are they waiting for to do something with these girls? And they finally put the belts on them. So shout out and congrats to them. You know what that, you know what that is, right? What they're doing. What's that? This is just, uh, they are, what's, what's the term? It's a lame duck champion. Oh, for who? Right word? For who? For for Katana and Katie. I'm saying you saying they're lame ducks, so that means typically. So you got somebody in mind you think is going to take it off of them. So we knew, well, we already knew Oscar and Kyrie were in damage control. They made oh, a big shit. deal, right, to right. say they're the Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki yep. Warriors are back, and they're after all the gold. And I, I just figured they would just beat, you know, Piper and um, Chelsea, right? I'm like, oh, okay, they're gonna you know give them a nice little underdog tag team to kind of feud with a little while before they drop those belts to them. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they lose some titles on, on their on their first defense, to be honest with you. Oh, sheesh. Now then, oh, then everything Matt just said, you have to backtrack. <laughs> them belts are absolutely tainted then. On the first well, side of the fence. The match oh, would be God. good, though. Yeah. We could say that. <laughs> It'd be a great showing, right? Yeah. The match would be good, and y'all be hyping. There you go with that great showing again. Because be the, the first time those two teams face each other, is it would do damage control of the Kabuki Warriors a disservice to lose to them. Like, right? Yeah. Clean, yes. But yeah. it could be some fugazi in the whole mix. Bailey could mess something up. I mean, there could be something they could protect them. But if they lose it on the first title defense, oh my gosh. Well, it wouldn't be the first, right? I mean, like, the first. yeah, give them, give them a couple of matches with the titles first. And maybe that match can happen at the, at the Rumble. So give them a couple matches on, you know, on Raw. And then they can get... I, but I do like the whole idea of the Kubuki Warriors being tag champs, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. I like that. It's I don't want to happen. see that happening, though, to closer to Mania time. Like, I want them, maybe them entering Mania with the titles. I don't want to see them get it, like, Rumble time or No Way Out time. Well, if you think about <laughs> it, if, if, <laughs> if, if we, we are going to get this four-woman, eight-women match, that's, mm-hmm. that's the way how it goes, right? Yep. It'd be very impressive to see damage control with a collection of championships to face like the opposing, you know, baby faces. Oh yeah. It would be like a, it would kind of have that judgment day kind of feel to it. Yeah. You know, so, I and mean, we'll talk about it. I'm sure judgment day is going to come up a few times on next week's show. It was just about how strong of a 2023 they had, but they were in that ring cutting that promo at the beginning of the show. It's just like, man, they did run raw. I mean, you can argue and say they ran WWE for the for the year 2023. And shout out to Dom, too, getting a, a five-year contract extension. So, well-deserved. I, I put on X. He's been an absolute workhorse. An absolute workhorse this year. So, he deserves it. We know he wasn't going nowhere. And then I saw later on that day that uh, Ray also renewed his contract. Hmm. How so, many years? I didn't see that one. I didn't look because I'm just like, that's interesting. I hope it's a couple because, months. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he's not. I don't I can't, we can't speak for him. Yeah. But I thought he was just talking about retiring. I thought he said that. Didn't yeah. He? I thought he said like he yeah. had one or two years left, like eight months ago. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. So, I don't know if it's a Legends deal or, or what, but the Mysterios are getting that money for sure. Um, What else? Oh. I'm probably going to be in the minority. Or maybe not. Maybe not. In two weeks, I already know I'm going to be upset when I'm getting this. Yep. I'm getting this podcast. I'm probably going to go on one of my tangents about how do you have Nia Jax lose clean to Becky Lynch? And I understand Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch. She's the man. I get it. I understand. When those two women. We're in the same ring and having physicality. All I can think of is realistically, there is no chance Becky Lynch could beat Nia Jax. And I think the reason why I'm so hung up on the size difference, because Sasha is a smaller girl too. We know how, you know, skinny she's got some, you know, muscle on her, but she's also really, really thin. But Sasha doesn't like call herself the man. She doesn't come across as like tougher 
than everybody else. So like when that happens and then I see Nia Jax come in here and I'm just like, Nia could like just flick her finger and toss you across the ring. I personally have like, okay, how can I be invested in this if it goes the way I think it's going to go? Now, who knows? They may shock us and Nia may go over and she gets a nice little push going into the Rumble. I don't think that's going to happen, but I just want them to protect Nia in this because they've done a great job with Nia. She's done a great job since she's been back. And Becky's been on a hot streak too ever since she's been done with Trish over you know the summertime. But just watching them two together on Raw was like, they can't just job Nia out. Give me my money back, Matt, because I ain't buying it. Job that woman. Oh, wow. Job her to hell, goddammit. Wow. Job her to, to, to hell and back again. Job who? Nia Jax, god Whoa. dang it. You know who I'm oh, talking man. about. Jabba. Didn't you just, wasn't you just on the J-O-B-B Nia Jax train a couple weeks ago? B-B. Perfect. Uh. Jabba. <laughs> in two weeks, you can be like, I cannot believe they job yeah. Nia Jax. Like, yeah. you, you said no, two no, weeks no, no, ago. No. Hey, hey, I said she's entertaining. I didn't say she wasn't jobbable to the man. G did. Hmm. Job that I, woman. I, I know. Be I, got, right. I got ran through the mud. Because I had this conversation about six months ago about Becky and mm-hmm. somebody she was going against. I forgot who it was. And I was just like, there's just no way that in my mind and suspending my disbelief and all that good stuff that I can believe that Becky can actually beat this person. And here we are again. So I'm, I don't really have anything nice to say about it. So I'm not going to say anything about it. But I just hope that whatever they decide to do. They protect Naya if she does lose because, again, I'm actually interested in this Naya right now yep. that we have, and in this, and it's good. And it's not me just being kind of like a mark for her. She's actually really good. Man, ain't nobody paying to see no Naya Jax. She, it. I am. Where I talking about? I am. Selling no shirts and and she ain't that, selling no underwear. And she that theme song is starting to draw me what too. What y'all talking about? Y'all protecting her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She be all right. And hey, look, she gonna take the job. And then she's going to sit on somebody else's face the next week, and y'all will be just fine. She's going to cut a little promo. Y'all going to chuckle. And we're going to put up the, 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 the Nia Jax banner again. Put up the ones? She's going to put up the ones? Yeah, we'll be just fine. <laughs> she be down with them. She can take the jib. She ain't talking about. <laughs> the jib. Uh, what else y'all got from Raw that y'all want to talk about? Not necessarily Raw, but you were talking about Ray and Dom signing contracts. So two things kind of came up. Thing about contracts. Um, first, I'll touch on uh, Way Bright, Bright Way Bright, Bray Wyatt. Oh. We say we say Way Bright in our family. We do Sammy Zane as Zammy Zane in our household. So I got to be careful when I use our insider term here. But um, his father was on Wrestling Talk as a podcast, and he had mentioned that WWE has given Bray Wyatt a Legends contract, so that proceeds for that contract can go to his children. That's if true. That is amazing, and that is like yep. the things that is. I would I would love to work for a company that that has morals like that and does things like that. So good job to WWE if that's true. Shout out to them. Like yep. for sure, for sure. Um and then just leads me to maybe my next question. There was also some rumors that Charlotte had resigned and it's said to be a large amount. Mm-hmm. And so it had me it had me thinking, because we talked about this on last podcast get about paid, Sasha. Women get paid. You said Sasha was asking for a lot of money. So my question to the two of you, and, and women only, I'm going to keep it in women. Who do you think, if you were WWE, who would you pay more, Charlotte or Sasha or or another woman? Same amount of uh, contract years? Yep. Mm. 
and we can't give them all the same deal? I guess for purposes of this question, who would you give an extra penny to? Got you. <laughs> who and would be able to say they the highest? And we're, and we're talking just between Sasha and Charlotte. And I say, or another woman. So if you want to throw a Jade in there again, I don't. No, it would, it would be Becky. Things. Becky would be the third. Ah. Yeah, it'd be between them three. Okay, so then who and would who you say? I give the most to E. You you got your answer? While I think about this, I give the most money to Becky's. Um, if it was me. I would go Sasha and then Charlotte. But they might go Becky, Charlotte, Sasha. Right? I can they, see that. They, they, they may see, you know, you th- I don't think that we've seen the best of Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, whoever she's going to come back as. I don't think we've seen the best of her. Um, and I think that the ultimate version of her can be right up there with Charlotte. I don't know if either one of them can rival the popularity of Becky Lynch at, at the height. Cause I think okay. she just has like a, a it charisma that I don't think the two of them have. Yeah. I think they have charisma, but I think that Becky has, she has a different type of um, charisma that can attract a wider audience than those two girls. Um, but I think that definitely Sasha and Charlotte can be on the same level of given the same opportunity. But I don't think we've seen the best of Sasha yet. I think we've seen the best of Charlotte. I don't think she, I think she's tapped out. I think that she's reached her ultimate level, and I don't think there's. I think we've seen it. Yeah, like, and that's no. And that's nothing wrong with saying that. I mean, she's made yeah. it into WrestleMania already. Her and it was Rhea last year, right? Because it was it was Bianca and Oscar. So yeah, it was Charlotte and Rhea mm-hmm. at Mania last year. They absolutely could have finished. Mania night one. We understand why they put the tag title match in. That should have been there. But they even worked like it was the last match on the card. So, I mean, she's done a lot. I I think you would have to go Becky because of the fanfare for Becky. Becky still gets some of the loudest pops in person of anybody on the roster. Of anybody. Of anybody in the roster. So you got to go Becky. But I also know how big Sasha is too. So I would go Becky, Sasha, Charlotte. But for this conversation, I would go Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte. Just because I want Sasha Banks back in <laughs> Be number thirty. Because if 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 Charlotte got that, now who knows, maybe Bianca, I mean maybe uh Sasha's already signed and we just don't know about it and we'll see her at the rumble and it's hush hush. But if it's known as hey you got your own traveling bus now you're getting broke off from a dollar perspective. Sasha was already asking for top dollar. Shit, Sasha be asking for $10 million a year now. Banks is like, the number just went up. Hmm. And ain't nobody else paying for it. I saw somebody on uh, X this week said, what if, because uh, Impact, Scott Demore came out and said, TNA, that they're closest, basically signing their biggest free agent ever, I think is the word he used. So then there were some thoughts of like, who is that? Of course, we know all the WWE, you know, contracts are actually up this week. Uh, so that could be a thing. And then somebody's like, hey, what if she goes to Impact for like a, or TNA for a short-term deal? She's, she could be there, you know, with Trinity, et cetera, et cetera. I can't see that. If, I, I don't think her and AW talks just stop because of creative. I would also think it would probably have to be monetary also. So it could be all that. I will say this. Uh, my 
disinterest in Becky had me not even think about and consider Becky. But now that y'all bring up those good points and me seeing it live in action mm-hmm. of the big pops that she get, you, I can see her maybe, if all is equal, I can see her getting paid the most. I do think, though, in my question, I probably will put Sasha first just because, one, she's not there right now that she can leverage more of what she's done already and what other possible offers she maybe had on the table. I think she just can bargain a little bit more about how much money she can get. And then, I mean, she's making money in, in movies and acting too, but I just think that Char- um, Sasha can make more money out of the deal out of these three people. But with everything being equal, you're right. I believe Becky Lynch would deserve more money. And plus she's been, she's been in WWE for the last, the workhorse there forever too. Think about all the man t-shirts years. she sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she she just came out and said that um she WWE's her home. She's gonna retire in WWE. Aww. But Aww. that was like that's not to say she won't leave and then retire, come back, yeah. but mm. she ain't going nowhere. Her and Seth's contract is up this year. And I even said there was a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance. Nine 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 percent chance that she's resigning and Seth is resigning. They're just I know we've seen some crazy things in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Those are two, though, that I, I would be beyond shocked if we heard. Hey, man, didn't I, didn't I read somewhere that Triple H said somewhere that he wasn't playing around with contracts next year? Yeah, they're even uh, looking to extend some wrestlers. In what do you mean months. by that? Not playing around with contracts. Like, it sounded like to me, like he said, they, they, they want to keep their, their talent. So they weren't mm-hmm. going to mess around with, you know, trying to undercut them. and Okay. I think it sounds to it sounds to me if I'm not messed around, it means like, hey, I'm gonna give you what you worth. Got it. I like Along that with, okay, you're yeah, I know your deal's not up for another 18 months. So let's just go ahead and get you locked up now. Because mm. if you remember when AEW came uh, to fruition, they signed a lot of the talent to a five year deal, mm-hmm. and that was really they don't typically didn't do five years, but that was okay. That's enough time to get them locked in, and the releases, of course, that took a whole lot of people you know, put them back on the market. But yeah, there was like a lot of five-year deals. So it'd be interesting to kind of see what 2024 looks like with all the free agency, even with AEW. Does AEW try to match and they they try to go mm-hmm. four or five years or do they maybe do three years? It's going to be just interesting. There's going to be a lot of money to be had in a wrestling business. Good for them. In, in 2024, yep. Um, Speaking of, allegedly, MJF is still saying he's he's not under contract. Hmm. said it today had an uh, interview I think with Sports Illustrated and he's doubling down that he has not signed a contract and after World's End he wants to be in AEW but after World's End they'll need to talk business give us give us uh, we did this a few weeks ago so I got two questions for you guys with this give me your percent that he signed through January so let's start with that one first. Give me your percent. What, what, what you mean that he signed through January? I thought he yes, already signed through January. Well, his contract is supposed to be up, remember, like January 2nd. Or, so give me your percent that, he's, that he has resigned already. Okay. Oh, now? Yeah. I'm going to say that 85%. I'm going to say 95%. I'm going 100% because I don't know what we've been doing for the past year if he ain't <laughs> on the contract. So I'm I don't. Going, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. We talk about it because if if it's if next year April, if MJF is under <laughs> WWE contract, 
it's gonna be a problem for Tony Khan. I don't want like I want him to to turn his ex Twitter phone off because he'd just be the 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 dumbest man in the world. <laughs> that would be really bad. I'm yeah. going. I'm going the same number. I went with. Becky and Seth, 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
close to what we saw him in 2023. I don't want that. I would hate that. But also would love for him to be like, to have that moment of, I am the top guy of all time in WWE. Does it really matter? I don't know if it even really matters, but it would just be cool because this is the the most financially positive the company's ever been. But to answer your question, uh, he wouldn't be there weekly. No. But would Punk be that hill? Mm. That's a possibility. I forgot all about him. Don't forget about Gunther. I think Gunther is in for a hell of a 2024. He, of course, he's not like an MJF. But if you're talking about hills, I, I think you got some you got some players there. But I I know what you mean though. So there's definitely room for a top heel right now, in the midst of what they have, right? So you th- you think about what MJF is really great at is being a heel, and just imagine being a heel in that machine, and then he has people to feed off of. He has a ready-made program with Cody, right? We can I, I definitely could love to see him uh, against a Seth. I definitely love to see him in a in a real in a real feud with CM Punk. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for a heel like him, and there's people who who can step to the top because I don't think the, I think that the the trend of what we're seeing with Roman in 2023 is what you're going to see the trend of him in the next, next couple of years. I don't think he's going to be there weekly or or even monthly a lot of times. So there's going to be a lot of TV that's available for a top heel who can talk on the microphone and mm-hmm. go in the ring. So now was a great time for him. So one thing you said, I got to make sure we are crystal clear on this. Are you saying, cause you said a real feud with CM Punk. Are you saying that CM Punk MJF feud, which was one of the best feuds in AEW history. Are you saying that feud didn't hit? Or are you just saying that we never got the finale to that feud? It was all right. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you just tripping now. Got it. I, I see what type of time you on. Yeah. Not, now so you're getting, like, back, you're getting so back to the AEW hater. Ain't nothing, I like it, though. No. I like it. Here's, I like it. I think out of everybody I ever talked to, you were higher on that feud than most of us. They had some great talking moments, but the feud itself was all right. No, nah, man. All right. I think it you forgot right. about I think you forgot about how good that feud was. It was no, I, 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 I remember how good some of the promos were. But that's just more to a feud in a promo, it was all right, right? I feel like if they had a Michael Hayes or somebody who can kind of smooth in the transitions and kind of interweave a couple of different things and connect things a little bit tighter, it had been a lot better. It was all right. Rhodesia, break the tie on this. Where was that feud at? With my number one favorite wrestler and MJF, the number one bad guy. I think that probably was outside. I'm trying to think here. Outside of maybe something Moxley, that's probably the best thing that, that AEW produced in its whole run, mm-hmm. that, that feud between the two of them. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm not full of hyperbole right now. Well, um, I mean, you had the, you had the incredible uh, elite feud where you had Mox and Hangman with the Bucks. That was an mm-hmm. incredible feud. You had uh, Cody. He's had some fantastic feuds too. Yeah, but, but to, to me, when I'm thinking yeah, like, like that, the top... Yeah, no, that that was their greatest feud. That was their great, greatest campaign in their history. So, E, last question we can move off of MJF. With MJF, do you feel like the, because you are just not a WWE fan, if you were just a WWE fan, this question wouldn't matter. 
but do you not feel if MJF goes to WWE, he signs there in 2024, that that hurts AEW more than it helps WWE? Um, it probably does hurt him. More. Because, I mean, that's to me, that's almost like a kill shot. But you know what? I think that that... So, yes, I, I definitely think it does. Um, but I think the 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 big shot of uh well I would say a good shot for AEW would be for Tony to realize like damn I should really get some help <laughs> and rely on the people to do their fucking jobs so I don't have to work so damn hard and I can run the promotion and I, I don't have to worry about losing a CM Punk or losing a Cody or losing a MJF or because I actually have a great infrastructure I have a place that people actually want to stay and, and they can build their careers um so Maybe if he loses an MJF, he might finally understand that, hey, this mm. isn't just my, my boyhood fantasy mm-hmm. of playing with, you know, with the toys in the toy box. I'm actually running the business and actually get higher people to run a business with me. So maybe that might happen. And that'd be a great shot in the arm for them. For who? AEW. Man, I think it, no, I, I think it is the opposite. I don't think that would change anything. Well, one we one thing we already said we all in agree that he's resigned with AEW because their biggest their biggest loss wasn't I don't think would be MJF their biggest loss I think number one I think their biggest loss number one from a fan perspective was was CM Punk and from and and, and from a numbers perspective I yes. would agree just the numbers he's doing with WWE for sure yes in MJF I mean he's been there from from the start. Um, but people aren't tuning in to see him, right? They've been building a show around him for uh, a year now, right? They're not growing with him as champion. And I'm not trying to put that on him. I'm just saying what it is. And I think their second biggest was when Cody Rose left, right? Because he was a figurehead. He was a spokesperson mm-hmm. for the show. He was, a, some, he was a locker room leader. So, like, so those were their two biggest. But yes, would MJF be another? Yeah, but I don't think it, I don't be, I don't think it would destroy them. I think they would move on just fine. I think they'd be better served again, just building what they have. Cause they have people they can push up to the next level, like Swerve, right? If they can get Kenny Omega when he comes back in great health to look like a freaking star, you know, and stop wearing them damn jogging shirts and them high cutoff, you know, shorts to the ring with flip flops. If they can have him come out there and look hey, like a star, he wears knee pads. Like, so chill out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe that might help them continue to grow their business. So the, I. I don't think it'd be the end for them because they have so many great wrestlers in the company right now that they can continue to build and they can bring people in. Cause there's people who in WWE, right? Drew McIntyre, we don't know what's up with him, right? If he, if he decides to leave, like he would be a big shot in the arm to AEW. He would be. And he had a hell of a promo on raw too. Yeah. That I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man, Drew is doing some fantastic work. He looked different for some, I don't know, maybe cause I was, you know, I was high I off NyQuil, is. but he, he looked, he looked better. But he just said that he uh he colors his hair. Colors he must his hair. be getting some gray because his hair is super jet black. But it Matt, was. I'm gonna answer. I have a retort to that, and I know you didn't ask me my two cents. But TK, I was gonna ask you your five cents. TK Ooh. will need to file Chapter 13 if he loses MJF. Mm-mm. Splice that, cut that, crop that, whatever you gotta do. He AEW will fall apart if they lose MJF. That is a fact. So your question is, yes, AEW will lose more than WWE would gain out of getting MJF. Yeah, I'm closer to being on that side. They're not going to go out of business just because they'll have a TV deal. But I know what you mean when, like, the perception Mm -hmm. would be a motherfucking killer boy. 
That would Ricky be starts rough. to leave. Okay, we kind of already know that oh, he's he, already, he out, already he out. Yeah, we kind of yeah, already yeah. felt that already. But you lose MJF. Who you have left would be what? Orange Cassidy, John Moxley, Brian Danielson. It may sound crazy. I think it would be a bigger blow if MJF left than if any of the elite members would have left a few months ago when their contract was up. I agree at that time. Cause, cause the, as we know, the elite wasn't like as big as they should have been at that time. Even though it's called all elite wrestling, it's not yeah. called all Freeman wrestling, but still I digress. But well, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out here officially, allegedly uh, in two weeks. Right. If, or more like three weeks though. Right. They could do some fun stuff with this though. Yeah. They could, no, they could do some really Montreal fun stuff job. with, yeah, they could, they could do some really, really fun stuff with it. Did you guys see, you may not have, uh, WWE is trying out a new, uh, gimmick match. They trademarked it. It's called WWE speed. They did it. I think for the first time before SmackDown where it's five minute matches. And, um, I forgot who was involved, but they're testing it out. And I think, Triple A or somewhere has done something like this before, where it's five minute matches and it's just balls to the wall. But they trademarked it. They already had a um, a slogan or a logo um, on the Titantron during the match. So it, it, we'll see if if that ever makes it to TV or if it if it's if it's a, a TV show. But they're they're trying something different, which I'm kind of intrigued to see what that looks like. That's my kind of show. Bring I it bet- on. I bet it is. <laughs> I'll champion that topic, that segment every week. Hey, this week episode of Speed, we have four minutes and fifty nine seconds of glorious activity, high flying. Oh, glory. <laughs> Why are you so old? <laughs> glorious activity. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so we were talking about, you know, like, is there a couple of topics we could do real quick before we get into the best of series? next week and one of the things i thought about because it's like the opposite of the best not the worst but who this year if you were looking at going into 2023 who has maybe underwhelmed or probably even more has not lived up to what you thought they would be at this point it could be across the globe you, you may have a few i know i have three people that immediately come to mind for me that if I were around it time and this was the end of 2022 or even the beginning of 2023, and I'm like, yep, these folks are the ones that I am keyed in on and they're just not where I thought they would be. And it could be their fault. It could be the promotions fault that they, they, they work for. Is there anybody that comes to mind for you guys? And it could be females too. For me, I don't know if this is the best one that I can come up with, but it was the first one that I came up with. And when you're saying leaving 2022 and now leaving 2023, although in 2022, this person was pretty crap. Just with Triple H being head writer now, head creative, I'd have thought by this time this year, it had been a lot different. And that's Karrion Cross. I just thought that now with Triple H being head, that Karrion Cross, which is, we know it's his guy. He would mm-hmm. be, he would be the man. He would be one of those top heavy people that you were talking about. And he's not there. I think we're starting to get some momentum there with him. But Karrion Cross was the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. That's a great one. Mm. You know, my my biggest uh, disappointment for the year was... Yeah, you were really high on Hit Row. 
Heroes. When did they get released? Oh, they are released in the in the release. Well, not all of mm-hmm. them. Um, My man Top released. Dollar was yep. the person to get released. Um, that was yeah, like March. I, I had, you know, I was a big Swerve guy. I didn't know that this version of Swerve is, was the Virgin Swerve um, that we would get AEW. But, um, you know, Hit Row, I'm like, okay, Swerve doing this thing at AEW. You know, the other three guys, Top Dollar, B-Fab, has some personality. They can make some noise in the tag team division. As a trio, they can do their thing. Looking forward to them coming back. Then it didn't hit. Okay. Turn them heel. They can go. Top Dollar can, you know, draw some heat. B-Fab can, 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 can draw some heat. Didn't work. Didn't work, didn't work, and then Top Dollar gets released. Sad day, sad day. That's another good one. Uh, mine's, so three, I'll start with WWE, then I have two for AEW. One in WWE is by far Montez Ford. Mm, I would have thought one. by now yes. he would have been a really strong singles guy yeah. at this point, and he's not. So that was that's one. Uh, in AEW, it's two. One is from this year, but then one is from last year. So if I start with the one from last year, is Action Andretti. It's been about a, actually, I think a week ago was the one year anniversary when he beat Jericho on that dynamite. And his first match, right? Yeah. Like against Jericho. And on dynamite. He is just there now. Uh, and the other one is from this year, which is a travesty in my opinion, is Takeshita. That guy should be one of your top, top people. Because you put him with and, stupid Dom. And you Dom. and you had you had Omega lose to him twice. He was hot, and then he just that was it. So those those were my three. I'm trying to think, is there any women that we thought would have been a much bigger deal now than and they're not? Well well, I would say this. I would say the trajectory midway of the year was Tony Storm. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. like she had that she was a champion. I tell you, she's coming out to the ring without her belt on. Like that irks me to the fullest. But then we saw what happened. That was actually probably her greatest blessing losing a title because now we have her now. Hmm. I would say Soraya. Once but again, who's thought of it? I'm not sure. But, but you thought she'd have been much like that she would absolutely much bigger. Why would Soraya Paige come back and she's not like a big deal? Thought it was, thought that would have been a major major mm-hmm. shot in the arm for that women's division, and it's not. So she's one. Let me try to think. E, who you got? I'm trying to think one for WWE. Women. Oh, I got another one. No, no one jumps out on the women's side though. But I, I got one person on the AEW side. Who you got, Matt? Uh, for the women's side in WWE, Candice LeRae. No, no, I didn't see it. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't see it. Especially under Triple H. Especially under Triple H. Mm-hmm. That whole DIY and that whole family right there. And where is Dexter? Is he released or is he hurt? No. Actually, that just came up a couple of days ago. He's not hurt. They're just waiting for something creative. Okay. Like Candace, LeRae, Andy. Like, they were doing that way stuff. And that stuff wasn't really that entertaining, to be honest with you. It was kind of, it was pretty mid, to be honest with you. That um, was during the time I really wasn't watching. That was when AEW was kicking that yeah, ass. I mean, like, Candace is, is a good worker but there's not a lot of 
character sizzle with her, right? Now, Indy looks like there's she has a comedic side and there's something that she can play with, but before she left NXT, she didn't really show like a character that I saw that could really, you know, transition well to the main roster. I mean to the main roster. So, you know, Dexter, I don't know what his thing is. He's just kind of quiet. He's not that great in the ring. He doesn't have a great finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eh. but we're gonna talk about Edge, Adam Copeland, and his run in AW yet. Because we talked about it when you guys were thought that Edge would kind of help, you know, counteract CM Punk leaving AEW. And he hasn't. You said you guys like that. you weren't a part of that podcast. Oh, no, no, I, I did not agree. I didn't agree with that. No, no, we talked oh, about we talked about him, though, oh, about man. this a couple weeks ago. I love when there's recordings mm. and you can just go back and oh, listen. Oh, please go back, because you guys were hyping on, like, you said, I was... No, I, that was, like, a I couple didn't, months ago. We talked about, I didn't yeah, step go, on, we addressed yeah. this. No, yeah, you, no, I, you I, even I, said I that, know. you even so, said that this signing was him, just about as big as CM Punk signing the AEW. It, we have it on record, man, like... Oh, shit. You're talking about, you're talking about the show from, like, three weeks ago. Because I said that once again, our our listeners understand and know that you flip flop every single week. So they're like, this is just par for the course for E. But go ahead and lean into it, man. I I I know it's content for you. I legit get headaches because I don't think Matt really. I I strictly said that wasn't a big signing. I said, I don't know why. It's like that wasn't a big signing when he said it. When Tony, I said that was a flop of a signing. I said that wasn't a good signing. That wasn't a, well, no, not a flop of signing. I said that wasn't worth him bringing up a whole thing about it. I, I, it wasn't a game changer. I said it wasn't a game changer. I don't see what it's about. But, but I, I will, y'all know what I said. It wasn't a big deal. But anyway, yeah, a, Edge isn't bringing in, like, the viewers that I kind of hoped he would. Because you would think he's been around for 15 years that some of his fans, right, were true Edge fans, that they will kind of transition to see what he's doing in a new company. And it hasn't happened. Like, it's it's kind of strange. I'm not really throwing dirt. No, it's not strange. It's strange. I don't think it's strange. I think what what that signing showed me is because no. I, so yes, I did think that between him and remember that's when we were talking Mercedes. We thought Mercedes was coming in. I'm like, okay, between them two, they could help Collision, and that's their show. Um. I think what this showed me was as constructed AEW has a ceiling when it comes to viewership, no matter what they do, no matter who they would bring over, they have a ceiling with their viewership. And I think you can even see that with the numbers that punk's doing his segment on raw. Cause last time we saw him was Monday, I think was like 500,000 more viewers from the previous segment before that on raw. Mm. That's damn near a collision rating alone. Mm-hmm. So that so that tells me that okay, they're capped. So no matter who they bring in, outside of I still think Mercedes can bring more eyeballs. But even outside of that, and I don't even think then it's a what you would call a needle mover. I don't think the way they're constructed, no one can come in and be it. They they need something drastic to happen if we're talking about viewership. They're happy with the viewership that it is fantastic, incredible. I just want them to continue to put on the type of shows they have over like the last week and a half. Like that's the kind of shows I can get into because I really haven't been high. I talked about that last week, kind of on what they were doing previously. 
But that's what I think it is, man. I don't think it has anything to do with Edge. I think you could pluck. I think Seth wouldn't move the needle. Mm. Maybe, but, and this and this may sound blasphemous too. Maybe Roman Reigns. Maybe. Oh. But look, but no, Punk did that for them. I know what a year ago, right? People tuned in to see him, right? Get, no, the initial find- one, not, not a year ago. The initial when he got there, yes, one point yeah. million on when, Rampage. When, when, blah, blah, when blah. he debuted, when he debuted, yeah. right? Yep. Um, I think even you know we always, uh, I always like to use like uh, Fonzie, our buddy Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, as an indicator, because like you you know something's hot. You know he used to watch wrestling back in the day, but if something is trendy, he'll tune in. He'll see what's going on, right? He tuned in to see what 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 what, what will happen. I don't remember him tuning in to see what happened with Edge, right? Like you don't think that Edge fans at least maybe I don't know like sixty thousand, maybe a hundred thousand fans will tune in to see him on a on a new show to see what he's going to do there? Well, his YouTube numbers are through the roof. Okay. So, they're they're watching, they're looking at that. They look at the clip. Yep. But they won't tune into the show. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe just some of the other fans tune out at the same time. Once again, I don't think it's Edge's fault. But yeah, I think that we would look at, because he came in November. So, I think if we would have looked with a crystal ball and say 90 days from now would Edge have had really no impact on ticket sales and ratings I would say that's a lie no way and that's what looks like that's kind of what happened yeah, I mean I, I'm really ah, man I just our fans because I know we've seen it right like the fans mm-hmm. when, when Sasha left you know like, oh she's the worst wrestler in the world right like I like our WWE fans just not that interested in anything non-WWE related? I think this year because they're so hot mm. that they get their fill. And I under I get it. It's, and then you add on NXT is hot. So now you're talking Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. And then Saturday for PLEs. I'm good. Because what we we wanted something different because what we were getting we didn't like. And now that we're getting what we like, well, I don't really need anything else. Yep, very, very, very much Disappointing so. in a lot of ways, though, because I, I would, you, you know, you would think so you want some, you know, some of your fans that have been following you for your entire career to kind of follow you to your next venture, right, and sample a new program and find some things you might like. There's a lot of things you can like about AEW. I mean, that's the, that's the, the disheartening thing for AEW, and maybe they need to figure out, like, hey, how can we get some of these people who don't watch our product to consistently watch our product, right? We talk about that next year. Mm-hmm. Or that could be a part of the best of Uh-oh. series. <laughs> I'm so could be part of the best that. of series. I'm so excited to do that. Ready? Do you want to uh, just throw out a couple of categories we're going to be talking next week? I don't even want to pull up the list, but we're going to have best commentator. And I'm talking about like real legit commentators. We're talking about fun commentators. So best guest commentators. Um, another one of them is best run-ins. Best making people crack. So I mean, it's gonna be mm-hmm. some fun stuff. It's gonna be some some straight up good ones too, like wrestler of the year naturally. But it's gonna be some fun ones too. But I'm excited to get to get that going. And like you said, man, we need to get those out on the twitters and all the other stuff. 
Yes. You can participate yeah. with us. Yep. And we can get their votes and then go over those votes also. So it's going to be fun. Really, really fun. So we got that caking up and baking up and festering next week for you guys. So we'll do that on Sunday and do that on Wednesday. And then that next pod after that will be on New Year's Eve where we'll be breaking down World's End. And that'll be our last pod of guys, the two of you. Thank you guys for, of course, being on this podcast and platform every single week. Thank you guys for listening out there and spreading the word about the TFW podcast. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. And we're out of here. We will be back on Sunday to give you part one of the best of series of 2023. If you have any categories that you want us to talk about, feel free to leave it. You can leave it as a YouTube comment or you can leave it as a Twitter comment. And uh, we will do our best to see if we can add that to the plethora of categories we're going to be talking about. Until then, we will see you guys next time.